Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyouevenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyouevenmore. Hey guys, and welcome to That Girl, the podcast. I am Jackie Brubaker, your host, and today's podcast is a little bit different than most. This podcast was actually just a phone call getting to know our guest, Kelly Hurley, who is a transformational coach and a healer. She's coming out with another book, her second book called She Is. Her first book is Jaguar Medicine. She's all about energy and healing your body, healing your mind, and healing your heart through energy energy work. So we had this Zoom call and it just turned into the podcast. So I will guide you through it and give you a little guidepost because it was a conversation. So it's been edited to make it understandable. And without further ado, here is That Girl, the podcast with Kelly Hurley. Hi, how are you going, Jackie? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. I'm very interested in all the awesome things that you focus on and do. Um, I'm like deeply spiritual. So you're just talking to the right girl. <laughs> oh, love it. Because you do like focus on a couple of different things all in the kind of same context. Is there anything that you've been wanting to talk about recently that you're feeling really passionate about? I've just published or just done one publication um, in Jaguar Medicine in a book. And then for me, I, I'm, I love working with energy. Energy is my thing. And I love taking people through processes that empower them to be able to use processes and techniques so that they can actually transform their own lives, not having to be so reliant on everyone else. When we start to step into our power, it, it's it's completely transformational to all aspects of our lives. Right. Um, but usually the, there's a big part of whether we've got a lot of stress responses. I'm finding collectively in all my healings, there is this collective stress energy that's triggering the triple warmer system, which is shutting down a lot of the other energetic systems within the body, right? Yeah. And that blocks our capacity to be able to live the life that we really want. If chakras are you know, imposed, it affects the immune system and all those kind of things. Um, so I found that really quite fascinating recently. And I mean, I'm really good with the emotional and stress responses in the body because that's where my healing journey came from, from an abuse situation, right? It's all in the energy, right? If we right. start to work in that energetic field, everything physical comes back into alignment. And so whether it's healing the stress responses and coming back into finding our true self, um, so I do two aspects is my main thing is one, helping people come back to their true self. So getting rid of the stress responses and starting to be, feel the alignment of energetics 
whether and you know being able to actually feel their own intuition and feel their own navigation system within the body so that they know where they're supposed to be led what kind of path they're supposed to and how they're supposed to show up the other part is the healing the newest part that i'm actually um about to launch is my program is the art of healing and there's two components the art of healing is healing ourselves but also from there the art of healing for being able to heal other people right but I think it's really important to make sure we've done the work before we go in with somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I used to be someone that like wanted to be perfect and people please. And it's something I really am now like being in that space of like the immersion into yourself is showing up as your authentic self. At one point I decided to ask Kelly about COVID and how it's affecting us as a collective and the energy around that. I'm just getting over COVID. It's been like 10 days. So I feel pretty good, but I just have like major fatigue and I really didn't get it bad, but it was, you know, still not fun. And I, speaking of the collective, I've been thinking about this, like, because it's such a mental collective thing we're going through with COVID on a pandemic level and a mental level, But then also just like having had it recently and dealing with some of the symptoms like that are kind of just lingering, right? Which is really just the fatigue. Um, How that's playing into us collectively, energetically. When I have these people coming in for their healing sessions at the moment and some of them, whether they've had it or not had it, I'm just seeing that collective energy, one, it's that stress response on the body. And so many people are coming to me saying, I just got no energy. I just, and even if they haven't had it, they're feeling this density in the field, right? And so like, that's why I was saying that there's this energetic system that runs it, which is our triple warm. It runs through here and around here and it governs all of the energetic systems, all the meridian systems, right? And when it's activated, so when we get covid where our body's in a stress response for a period of seven, 10 days, whatever. Right. And so what we need to do is break that pattern response within the body and activate the energetics of the body again. So I always usually like that's where it's like the visuals of showing people where to actually flush and how to do that because our hands are magnetic, right? So yeah. that's like a magnet that we can pull the, the field and then rub out like the acupressure points, you know, that come up tender. And then reflush that space again. And, you know, for me, I would say that working the chakras, have you done any chakra work on yourself since you've been sick? Yeah. No, not since I've been sick. Well, what was also interesting, I should have mentioned this, is that I got extremely depressed, like apathetic, no motivation, like real symptoms of depression. And I was really nervous because I don't typically have that. Like I had depression when I was like younger, much, much younger And ever since then, I'm like, well, let's just not make that happen again. Let's just really avoid that scenario. And so I've, you know, done a pretty good job, but like to feel my body was like, no, this is where we live now. Like for right now, at least I was like, this is terrifying. Like I'm not this person. It was, it was a really interesting journey. Well, and this is that, that's why I'm saying like that, that everything I'm seeing at the moment collectively is this energetics of depression, stress, people's lives. For me, I've actually sort of said it's almost like the dark night of the soul collectively that there is massive awakening going on and it's making people be really present with what's going on. But because we're so energetically bonded, right, and people don't actually realize we have that energetic web running through all of us and that's even just breathing is 
the primal life force energy for us. And everyone breathes. We're all breathing in and out at the same time, or not same rhythm, but all breathing in and all. So we're all attached to this one energetic source, but that also holds everything going on. And so for me, my intuition is telling me the depression was just to show you again, remind you of what that feels like so that you have so much more depth and awareness for everyone else that's coming into the field that you can relate again. Because it's like when things are in our past and we kind of almost like, I don't want to be there anymore. I push that away. It's like, oh, okay, I needed to hold this for a minute and own this part of me so I knew what that felt like again so I can understand how they're feeling and how this person's feeling. And because I was in years ago in that depression, in that state of like head chaos and like it basically puts our mind in a narrow view and we are like, like that short pie shape you know piece of the pie that all we're doing is looking for everything that's a red flag everything that could bother us and it's like oh you know and they don't even have to be red flags and that's what collectively is going on people are walking around seeing all this negative stuff that's not actually there I'm so glad you said that too because that's what came up for me I was like I think I'm being reminded of what this feels like to just be more empathetic and understand how to better feel it and understand it for somebody else as they come along. Kelly and I get into talking about when things are either stolen, taken away, hacked, or removed from our lives. I got hacked at the end of December, which is awesome, two weeks of publication, and I got disabled. And I lost all my groups. I lost everything. And lucky I was able to like grab hold of my program before I lost that. But yes, with the, the people that I've been able to like find again, you know? So anyway, it's like a clearing. I was like, all right, this is like clearing of the old, right? I knew you knew me. <laughs> it's so interesting when that happens. I I'm definitely one of those people who like, if I lose something, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know? Um, whereas it's funny. I had, um, I've never had anything stolen, but this last year I had, multiple things stolen that were quite expensive and like in really random ways. And each time, like people were like, aren't you so upset? Aren't you so angry? And I'm like, I mean, it's just stuff that can be replaced. And like, and like you said too, it's just like, it's a clearing of the old. Next, we get into Kelly's books, Jack Bar Medicine and her upcoming book that is available February 22nd. She is. Yeah, so, well, I had Jaguar Medicine, so that's their their co-authored pieces. So um, it was kind of sharing my story of my journey through the head chaos, through the the depression, through the trauma, right? My story starts with, you know, we're so conditioned to these ideals of what this happily ever after, after watching all these Disney shows, you know, kids and, and society's conditioned like imprinting on us right that you know you know we got, get married have the kids you know get get the job you know that pays well you know get the white picket fence live on acreage you know but it was like okay hang on I got to this place of where I was supposed to be happy and I wasn't happy I was actually really far from happy what was I missing here right and then you know first did force upon me the separation and there was a lot of abuse in it and and that and it was how did I reclaim my power because you know coming back to to my authentic self is where I claimed my my medicine my magic to be able to deliver this to the world right and what is my medicine 
how, how did that, and through, through healing myself, I became the healer. Through transforming myself, I became a transformational coach. In yeah. taking power, I became that divine feminine leader. So it's sort of like showing people that through all these things that happened, even when it was happening, and I still remember thinking, this is absolutely like horrific, the whole thing that was going on at the time. I had a young four-month-old baby and, you know, another the toddler at the same time and and it became the blessing in disguise right it ended up being honestly the most pivotal thing that could have happened to me and literally everything was shredded from me and I wasn't a space of like I never expected to be here I never expected to be this mother I never and it's sort of like the for me it was like looking at my children and seeing the state I was in I was like I need to be I need to heal because I need to heal for them. Like I'm not being the mother I want to be. And that guilt was eating me up that I wasn't being able to show up for them because I wasn't being able to show up for myself through all the problem. In the She Is, which actually publishes on the 22nd of February in Australia, that kind of comes back into more, a little bit more about connecting into, into my intuition, connecting into how did I feel? How did I actually start to flow with the world and trust in this intuitive guidance system that's there that, you know, how did I become embodied in my experience? Because embodiment is a huge part of our healing. It shares a little bit of how I, you know, what happened before, but it also has that twist on it that from the age of 14 and when I got was separated at 39, I'd only been single six months of my life. One nine-year relationship to another two-year relationship to a 15-year relationship, three months in between each. And I got to this place at 39. I was a single mom and I didn't know who I was without being a partner. And I kind of almost for the next two years was seeking this, this relationship. But in the truth, our needs, we always get what we need, desire or want. And I was like, why do I keep attracting these beautiful men? And every time I change something in me, I would change something in these relationships I would attract. But there was this avoidance and then I had to sit with the avoidance because truly deep down inside what I was actually wanting was the relationship of self. And so through this journey of even knowing I was seeking these relationships external, it was internal that I was actually healing through each experience. And that was really beautiful because that I got what I wanted really at the end of the day was this really great relationship that I am so feel so blessed to be where I am in my life now right so that was kind of the twist in that space of like we, we seek something external to us and yet we're always getting what we need want and desire at first it was like the avoidance would create the anxious that's the archetypal polarities but I had to sit with all my insecurities which obviously changed my relationship of self and then the next piece would be that you know then I turned the avoidant in on myself and was like what am I avoiding here I really love my life. And then when I came to that realization that I was avoiding wanting a committed relationship because I so love my life. You're describing my life right now. That's amazing. And so in writing that story though, in actually writing, she is, there was this, when I sat there and put all this to words and realized that had to actually write all this out really clearly. I was like, and it really took the animation away. And all of a sudden I sat in this place and I said to my girlfriends, it just feels so different because this, I'm so content in every part of my life at the moment. Yeah. And there's all of my life being in a relationship or seeking this other relationship yeah. that it's 
there. So it feels like there's something missing, but it's not missing because I feel so great where I am, but it's just such a weird place to be in, right? Next, Kelly and I get into talking about relationships with self, relationships with other people, and how great it is to be single. How long were you just happily living life? <laughs> I've got a couple of guys that keep asking me out on dates, and I've gone on a couple of dates with them, oh. right? So you're just, you're still loving your life, but just like entertaining some people. Okay. I get it. I get it. I think that that's a really important piece is, um, if we're going to spend the rest of our lives with somebody, like what's the rush? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Literally. I feel like you're, you're in my life right now. I am living the same journey. I have actually in the last few months have said to my girlfriends, like, I think I'm avoidant. I didn't know I was, but I'm pretty sure I'm loving my life so much that I'm being avoidant. And so I've actually really kind of been diving into that. And I totally know all about like attachment theory and all of that. And I was just like, well, what's the difference between being avoidant or just like taking that time to just be like, I'm not looking, I don't really want something Um, although I did just have a very good first date and it did remind me like, Ooh, there are men out there that I could enjoy spending time with and feel like I'm growing from and learning from in like new ways, not like trauma response ways, like in fun ways, like going hang gliding, you know? (laughs) And it's just, it's like, yeah, but I mean, I would never say this out loud to a guy, but it's going to take a really special person to like get me to settle down at this point. Cause I'm like, you're not taking this away from me. I am too happy. Things are too good. You better be really worth it. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I'm like, right. I'm like, Oh, and I think they need to blend into my world because like when I had that little bit of kid free time, I'm off doing my ecstatic dance and I love my yoga and I want to go bushwalking. I still want to see my girlfriends. And I'm like, you know, and I like my space too. So it's like, yeah. And I, so I, I don't actually know after being, like I said, for so long in relationships and living with someone, I actually really love Great. my space. It'll just take me time. I think like I'm open to it and I think they just got to blend in and it just be like really comfortable and supportive yeah. and you know, and I've met and see for me too, the energetic connections, that's a big thing for me. Now that I work in energy in the last Last couple of years, I really watched like one relationship, like one of, he's my best friend and he was the first guy I dated after my marriage and we're still really, really close, but it's, it was never a romantic relationship. He actually ended up feeling more like my brother. Like he was that, and he's there. And if if something was, if the world was ending, he'd be the first guy I'd ring and say, me and the kids are coming there because I know he would protect us. Right. But he's not a romantic partner. Right. And so energetically felt like the brother. And then I met, another guy. And I noticed that we had this really strong mind energetic connection. Right. But that heart connection wasn't like, wasn't there, you know, another one will activate my lower chakras. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, just like, and that's really like, I'm like, Oh, I really want a bit of action, but I'm trying to be like, right. Like something about your energy activates that in my body. Right. I met another guy and it was a divine union. And that was the first time I actually felt that. And that was, was like mind blown because when you, I could feel his energy. I could feel what he was doing. I could feel. And when we, we did end up intimate, like my body went to places I've never experienced energetically because his energy would flow through my body. It was like we were entwined. Right. But his heart had to open. So was mine. So until we can open our heart, 
Yeah. We're never going to experience that depth of connection, you know, but he didn't want kids, right? So I had to accept that he didn't want where my life was at, right? Like it was like, okay, so we have a beautiful relationship and he still supports me and all that stuff, right? But it was like each person showed like, okay, so now i got to start watching where these energetic connections are. Are our hearts going to open up to allow union, right, that I feel so safe in every part of my being, my mind, my heart, my my body, you know, is responding to them. Like I went on a date with one guy twice and my body literally, I'd feel my energetic shut down. He wasn't doing, he was lovely, the most loveliest guy energetically. I was like, oh, something about you is making me cringe, right? Yeah. And when we get to that place, that's what I explained as she is, when we get to that place that we can energetically feel that's power, right? Because now we're just finding those perfect soul people that are compatible energetically and then the rest of life will, will fall into place. I completely agree. That was the biggest thing I learned after my last serious relationship. I was like, how come I keep going out with people and my whole nervous system is like freaking out? Like it must just be me. It must be that I'm scared. And I kept trying to like make sense of it until I was like, oh no, I'm just so highly attuned. And we all are, right? If we just know what we're dealing with and and stop, you know, giving all these other excuses of like, oh, I'm scared, blah, 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 you know, whatever things we've been taught. And just being like, you don't need to know why your body is reacting that way. You just need to know that it is. And just say like, bye. Great to meet you. See you never. And that was such an empowering moment where I really put that together because, you know, trauma victims and so much of us, so many of us have so much trauma already, but like, I'm talking like true dark ooh, stuff, you know, they can't even feel their bodies physically, but then even if they can, it's really difficult um, people with PTSD have a really difficult time expressing verbally what they're feeling at all, whether it's physical or emotional. And so when you are even able to like connect the mind, heart, and body together and be like, oh, I see what's happening to me. This is a, a warning. This is an alarm. Okay, cool. Now I know and I can move forward. And it's so great because I'm so looking for the same thing that you are with that soul connection. And like, it's been such an interesting journey. And I would never share this on the podcast. Well, that's not true. I probably share this on the podcast, but like, I've been so like happy to just not be like that intimate with so many people since my last relationship. And at first I was like, Oh, I'm just, you know, tired. I just like, don't want to like deal with that. But then I'm like, what am I doing here? Like what's happening here? And it really was just a reset for me. It was such a beautiful like empowering reset to be like, no, like this spiritual being is really ready for like a soul connection and is really ready to give herself completely to someone who's at that same level who like deserves it basically. And it's been such a beautiful journey. So like, I do get excited when I meet people and it's rare, but when I meet people, I'm like, my nervous system is happy around them. We are like talking the same. This is good. Like I feel safe. Yay. Like, and no matter what it turns into, it's just nice to know you're on the right path and you're just like taking such good care of yourself, especially as women. I feel like we are so easily apt to just give our bodies away, give our hearts away, just do whatever we can to make someone else feel better and then never take care of us. 
oh yes, give it there. And I can relate with all that. And then we're so accustomed to wanting to like need somebody. Like for me, once I've experienced what that was like to have that next level of full connection energetically with somebody else, another physical body, like sexual interactions, I find are more sacred. They're not something that we should just be throwing to anyone and that's not knocking anyone like if they're happy with that but for me energy I'm too sensitive if I connect with somebody energetically and allow them so to penetrate my fields like that I'm taking stuff and then it's us to transmute that and recalibrate after the fact and it's like I need to be really aware of that because I'm so sensitive and I think a lot of women probably are they're just not aware Mm -hmm. that actually happening to their field how are they energetically cleansing themselves after those interactions and so for me it's like I like to get to know someone and yes we could be a little bit intimate but that part of me is being held for the right connections you know because I actually wrong sensual thing and people like I said sensuality and sexuality are very different but we are the culture itself is is accustomed us to think that when somebody walks in and they're very sensual oh well they must be highly sexual and they can be but doesn't mean that they're giving that away yeah do you know yeah that's a that's been a big piece for me to learn because my sensuality was was part was really masked and was only ever shown when I would drink or maybe get on drugs or do something else so that I could use that as my excuse to actually be who I really was and now it's like coming to that place of like okay I can be that girl. I can show up and be sensual. I can wear, I've got feathers in my hair. I do the things I want to. I can move how I want to. And that is not an invitation to anyone that I'm asking for sex as per se. It's just me and me from feeling the flow and being embodied. And, and that's good. Like, and that's what people say, oh, you're so magnetic in that field. And I was like, that's, that's what the woman is. She is magnetic. If we all owned our own sensuality or that we are so magnetic and that doesn't mean that we're attracting the other we just got to recondition our society through that piece right sex is sex like I've done that before I like something more more yes. more richery, you know and yeah more fun, more connection and like that eros that plays and it's yeah Yep. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I've slept with many people. It's, it's not that I need to like experience one more new person. That's really not what this is. I'm not going for that anymore. Oh, I get it. Interesting conversation, right? You can find Kelly and all of her links in the show notes below. She has her brand new book. She is coming out on February 22nd. So make sure to go check it out. If you're interested in your sexuality, your sensuality as a woman and diving deeper into that. And that is our podcast. Thanks for hanging in guys. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.